see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say What's going down? Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. It is your boy Dre back again. As always, we start this podcast off the same way. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you for the social media engagement, the like shares, and all of that shit. If you're not already following the social medias, we are on Facebook, FTS Podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at Fuck This Shit Pod. If you're not already following us on your listening platform, go ahead and do that so you can get the notifications. If you haven't already left a review, go ahead and do that. It's real easy. It's the easiest, freest, dopest shit you could do for your boy. Go ahead and give your boy five stars. Uh, and if you want to, you know, take the next level, you know, if you want to take our relationship to the next level, if you're really serious about this and you want to make a commitment. For $4.99, you can get an extra bonus episode and some other shit. You know what I'm saying? Hit the subscription in the bio. You know, jump on the team. We got a new subscriber this week. I ain't going to put your name out there because I'm not going to put nobody's name out there. You know, I don't think niggas be wanting their real shit out there. But just know I see you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, appreciate you. You did. Uh, I wanted to get the... I told y'all last week about the about how they be doing on the drink chance. They be like, make some noise. That's what I was trying to get a clip of that shit. And I was going to play the Make Some Noise clip anytime we got a subscriber, a new subscriber for the four ninety nine. I'm going to have to find something. I couldn't find a good clip of it. I'm going to find something. We're going to have a noise, a sound that we get for every new subscriber because, you know, y'all deserve love. Um, <laughs> it's late, y'all. It's actually like one forty five on Tuesday that I'm recording this right now. This is probably the latest I recorded a podcast to get to y'all because I'm not going to cap. This one almost didn't come today. I was I was like, man, I, it could come on Wednesday. But, you know, I'm trying to strive for consistency type shit. So maybe this thing will come late Tuesday, but it's going to come on Tuesday, you know. Um, I was even like, maybe I'll unlock one of the bonus episodes for the subscribers on Tuesday and be like, you know, haha, it's a Tuesday episode, but it's really some shit I already did on the low. But I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cheat the process in that way. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just really, really do it. So here I am, and I know I said this for you. I know I got a couple episodes put back I could just release, but. I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't know. I probably won't do that. <laughs> I like doing it this way. I just like tapping in with y'all on a, on a real nice organic basis. Right now, I'm, the vibe is a little chiller today. You know, it's later. I'm not tired, but I'm, I'm chilling. I was, I worked today, went to happy hour, had fun at happy hour, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. It's cool. It's cool being back into the, like doing shit. Like since COVID been over. I ain't really been doing shit. I've been 
working, trying to save my money, trying to do all this other stuff. And it just kind of is refreshing to be in a position where every once in a while I can just go out and hang out with some people on some on some chill shit. Uh, you know, I feel like people don't really consider when you have like a big breakup, people don't really consider all the things that you have to adjust to aside from like the emotional part of it, you know, especially when you was with somebody for a good amount of time, so much of your lives are kind of like intertwined with each other is you don't even realize how much stuff that you would do naturally on your own. You don't do anymore, you know? And, uh, you kind of have to get back into that groove and with COVID still kind of being around during that, it, kind of stalled that process for me a little bit because I wasn't really doing shit, you know, like it was just different. So it's kind of cool to be like really now kind of, kind of kicking in. Now, honestly, y'all, it's crazy for a motherfucker who got as many friends as I do, but y'all, I do not like people like that. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm weird. I like to be around people. I enjoy company. I enjoy good company, but I just have a very, very low level of tolerance for other people's shit. And like a lot of people are just fucking annoying. And I'm probably annoying to a lot of people. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, everybody just loves me. But I mean, there's just some people who are just aggravating and I'm not the type of motherfucker who's going to sit up here and kind of like placate that and, you know, develop and foster this fake ass relationship with somebody who I don't like where I could just not fuck with you off the top. It don't it. That's why sometimes I think people think I mean, because I don't just go around bullying people and on some old goofy shit or nothing like that on some like, you know, like on some mean shit. However, I have no issue displaying my the fact that I don't fuck with you. If I don't fuck with you, it's nothing for you to know it. I'm not I'm not worried. I don't give a fuck if your friends know about it or your mom or your pastor. Like you could you could eat dicks or whatever. You could you could just you could just leave me the fuck alone. That's really that's my vibe though. And that's probably why I come off mean because if I don't really fuck with somebody, I just won't fuck with them. And then they'll like keep trying to talk to me or something or keep interjecting into my conversations or something like that. And then that's when I get irritated and I'm like, "Why the fuck are you talking to me? Like what do you want?" Do you, y'all, it's it's this girl who I work with at one of my jobs. And when I tell you that I don't like the bitch, I don't like her. You see, I went back. I, I'm, I've, whatever. Long-term listeners know what's going on here. I'm plagued with this. I can't stop. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't like her at all. And she's just one of them aggressive, hostile-ass people who always want to fuck with you, but also I'm like, just, she one of the people who, okay, I, this is the best way I can put it to you. If I see you and you got like, let's say I, let's say you walk into work and you got like a booger in your nose or something like that, right? You got a little boogie, you know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to make a joke about it. But I'm going to also do it where only me and you can hear me. It's going to be really, it's going to be really funny too. Whatever it is, 
Like, I'm going to go crazy on you, whatever. I'm going to make you feel a way about it. But it's just going to be me and you. It's not going to be for everybody else. And it's going to actually be funny. And it's going to be something that you can address. She think that she doing what I'm doing. But what she'll really do is, like, go up to somebody with, like, she'll, like, go up to a girl we work with who don't have her her makeup or eyelashes done and be like, Damn, you look tired as fuck today. You need them lashes, huh? Ha ha. And that's what it sounds like afterwards. Because that's not funny. Like, that's not funny, bitch. Like, you're just... And, and, first of all, let me tell you something. Some of y'all really don't have no business coming for each other. These wigs, these these lace fronts, and all of that, I ain't got no issues with it. I'm black. I like my I like black women. I love black shit. I love how black women can have the I love the the I don't know the word I'm looking for right now. I love how black women can change their hair into so many different styles. I love I, lo- I love all of it when it's well done. But these little baby hairs, these little artificial baby hairs that y'all be putting in the front. Some of y'all look like you be laying them down with deodorant because they be really fucking crusty. And she one of them bitches. She one of them deodorant edge bitches. And she be trying to talk shit about the other bitches at the job. I mean, I'm sorry, about the other women at the job. Awesome. It's funny shit. And I don't like that. But she does that with everybody. It was just kind of easy to find like a, a an example with women. But she does it with everybody. And when she try and do it with me or with anybody around me, I always just come for her like real strong because I don't like her. And it's just a different vibe than when I talk to other people because I'm joking with other people, but it's I I don't like her. So she'll come up to me and say anything while I'm talking. Like on some shit like that. Like she'll try and come for me about something and I'll just stop her and be like, Why the fuck you do that shit? She'll be like, I'll be like, Why the fuck you do that shit? Just come up to me and speak like everybody else. You wanna be you wanna be my friend so fucking bad. Just come in here and talk like everybody else. That's why I don't like you and I'll walk off. Like and that's why people think that I mean. But I work with 25, 30 people. And she's the only person who I really act like that towards. It may be two or three other people. But they know I don't fuck with them. And if you don't, they never have to worry about me. I don't be walking around talking about them. I don't be all trying to get other people to not like them. I don't care if y'all got friends. I don't give a fuck. I just don't like you. I don't know. That was baby. It's, it's airy season, y'all. My birthday coming up. I said my birthday coming up. You know what I'm saying? So, by the way, birthday presents. You can subscribe for that 4.99 for my birthday. Hey, or you could tell a friend about the podcast. Hey, anything? No, but <laughs> for real though. Um, yeah, it's airy season. They've been seeing all the shit saying that these Aries is mean. I talk about here come these mean ass Aries. Hey, fuck y'all, sensitive ass others, nigga. Shit, I'm not mean, and none of us are mean. But. You know how that be. I don't really have a a real nigga story time for y'all this week. I like. I feel like I would just be wasting the jingle for this story. Cause it's not really a real nigga story time. But I guess as all real nigga story times can be, if it involves me, and it's a story, and it occurred at the time, I suppose it applies. So here goes the jingle. <laughs> Nigga story time. Real nigga story time. All right, y'all. So for this 
this uh, segment of Real Nigga Story Time take you back to just a week ago. Picture it. Houston, Texas. It's a 64 degree Tuesday afternoon. No, no, we're not. That's not how I tell stories. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, when I go to work, I work, one of my jobs is about 45 minutes from the crib. So, I leave about an hour early. I like to leave an hour early because I don't like to rush when I get to work, in truth. Uh, it, it ain't no Captain America, I love my job type shit. In fact, although I get to work early every day, I don't walk in the door until I'm supposed to be there. I'm scheduled at 3.30. I walk in that door at 3.30 because that's when you. That's when I'm supposed to be here. The fuck? Like, anyway. So, I, uh, I get to work when I get to work the other day last week and, you know, I pull up, I'm like 15 minutes early, like always. And I'm like, I'm gonna do my little thing. You know, I get to work 15 minutes early. I'm sitting back in the car, chilling. I finish listening to my music. Maybe I'm listening to a little podcast or something. Maybe I'm on the phone, finish my phone call up, whatever. Maybe I'm drinking me a smoothie. Whatever the fuck I'm doing, I just enjoy my little 15 minutes before work. And so I'm sitting in the car the other day before work, and this nigga pulls up next to me. This nigga Chuck. Chuck is an interesting motherfucker. He's a white dude, probably like mid-50s. And he's like strangely culturally unaware and aware at the same time, but he's just really weird. So perfect example. This is really, this, this interaction really sums Chuck up. The other day I'm at work and you know, I'm in my own little zone working or whatever. And I walk around towards the computers to ring an order. And I'm like, Kind of low-key singing the first lines of Fuck the Police. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck the police coming straight from the underground. Young nigga got it bad because I'm brown. Or no, I just said, fuck the police coming straight from the underground when I when I walked around. And Chuck heard me. Chuck then goes on to rap the whole rest of Fuck the Police. Like the whole rest. He doesn't. Like, like, he looks at me, like, he hears me say, fuck the police coming straight from the underground. And then he looks around the corner at me, and he goes, like, like looks, he's looking at me like, you're not going to say the rest? And I'm like, no. Nah. And Chuck just starts going off. He's like, a young brother got it bad because I'm brown. <laughs> and it raps the whole song. But here's the thing, right? You think you may be thinking in your mind, oh, Chuck's kind of cool. But now practically look at that situation in a work environment. I'm at work, one of the only black people at my job, and I say some black shit out loud. And this 55-year-old white man is like, oh, I know that black shit too. All that shit is cool, right? Even when he like, the fact that he says the next line, but like goes out of his way to be like, I don't say nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like real shit, right? I fuck with you for that, Chuck. But just think, right? We're at work on the clock. How many lines of fuck the police can Chuck rap to me before I'm like wildly uncomfortably still like, why are you still rapping fuck the police to me? Also, why is Chuck rapping fuck the police to me so long that it's like 
he's stopping when I walk away and picking back up where he left off, where he sees me. Like, on some expert level type shit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, for a nigga who know us all, like, to be able to just be like, oh, yeah, this is the line I was at. Bruh, this went on for a cool little minute. It, and this happens a lot with a lot of black things or anything that he feels like you both have a common interest in. He will kidnap you and be talking, talking, talking to you about it and whatever. So rewind back to me coming to work early the other day or, you know, like, all, but I pull up to work 15 minutes early. Chuck pulls up next to me. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, please don't talk to me, bruh. Like, I don't want to play the music now. And see, this is the thing, right? When a nigga like, you got to go into like a version mode with a brother, with a motherfucker like Chuck. You got to. So I'm like, I don't want to play my music too loud right now. Because what if he likes this song? Because Chuck is the type of motherfucker who all I was thinking in my mind, y'all, literally, I was just sitting there like. Please don't knock on my window. Like in my mind, I just knew Chuck was going to see that it was me there with him opening. It was going to be like. And I was going to lose it because y'all, that's my time of peace and rest and relaxation. That is not time for Chuck to be fucking with me. That's not what that's for. Leave me alone. So I'm sitting there. Literally all anxious, blowing my whole vibe, bruh. Just please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. He's getting ready. And it's like, I feel like he's doing stuff in his car to like try and catch me coming in. Like he's bullshitting going in because he's the type to like get in early as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, please, 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 please. Get saved by the bell, y'all. My manager walks out and he sees her. He's like, hey, I'm like, yes, yes, like, I am so fucking hyped, like, saved by the motherfucking bell, I just, y'all, I do not understand, that was my whole, that's my whole real nigga story time, bro, that's why I told y'all I didn't know if it was really worthy of the jingle, if it was really worthy of real nigga story time, because... You know, it's not really nothing, but I really wanted to tell y'all that shit happened just like a week or so ago. I didn't really have another real nigga story in mind necessarily. I do have a, I'm not running out of real nigga stories. I don't want you to think that's what's happening. I have tons of life experiences and myriad things I've never told you. So don't worry. We have more. But I just, that anxiety of dealing with, I don't know if y'all have anybody at your job like that. Do you have somebody at your job like that who just, you know, they're just going to fucking, uh. and these are two different jobs. I got fucking Teresa dusty ass and then Chuck. Oh, good intentioned ass, but just annoying. Chuck is one of those people. That's what I mean when I talk about people who are annoying, but Chuck is like, he's so well-meaning that I can't even Go all the way there with Chuck. I just. I don't even know what to do, y'all. I don't know how to. Eng- it, he's so persistent. You can be not talking to Chuck. He can be trying to talk to you about stuff. And you can legit be ignoring him. Like not 
letting him talk to you like he is talking to a wall, ignoring him. You can ignore him and he will just keep switching topics. He'll be like, oh, oh yeah, you don't care about that? Starts talking about something else. Oh, you don't care about that? Starts talking about something else. And it's like rapid fire. And then every time he'll catch you and he'll say something about something you actually give a fuck about and you'll fuck up. And you'll be like, damn, you're right. The Lakers do suck this year. And he'll be like, right? I mean, and that LeBron. And you're like, fuck. He got me. He fucking got me. <laughs> God damn. Huh. And what's worse is people like this always love me. It's always. It's always the Chucks, the Chucks of the world. They always they always have such high things to say about me all the time. I'll walk into work and just like, oh, man, we got some professionals in the building today. I love working with this guy. I'm like, and he's so serious, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, thanks, Chuck. And I'm thinking in my mind, you are literally one of the, when I think of, when I look at the schedule and I'm like, who is here? And I see Chuck, I'd be like, huh. And he sees me and he'd be like, hell yeah, this is going to be a great shift. I'm like, the fuck? Anyway, y'all, that's all I have for real nigga story time. Uh, We'll take a short break. And we'll get into today's episode. So, this episode, I was thinking about some shit I want to talk about. I want to talk about guns. I think guns are a polarizing topic, especially in the black community. I think it's... It's weird because people people outside the black community don't really realize this. And I think niggas don't really realize this a lot either. We really have such a weird relationship with policy. Like, I think one of the reasons why black people really kind of have like this innate discomfort with the Democratic Party is because the black community as a whole is not all the way left leaning. Like the black community is not that progressive. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a negative way. It's just the truth. The young black people are progressive more so, you know, but as a whole, the black community is not, I mean, and even the young, younger black community is not Oh, there's a lot of what you would consider conservative values within the black community. And it, it kind of makes situations like this or topics like this be kind of interesting to me because like, you know, the Democrats are all like, take the guns, not necessarily take the guns, but some of them are, some of them are literally like, take the guns, like the ARs and all that shit. You got to take them. And before I start talking about what everybody else does. Let me just lay my position out on on guns as far as a national policy perspective is concerned, if you will. I don't see the use for civilians that have semi-automatic rifles. I don't. I don't. It's just they made to kill people. They war weapons. It don't, we and we ain't at war. If the and the the argument from the people 
who want these guns is that like the second amendment is essentially supposed to be worded that citizens should be able to arm themselves in a manner that could protect themselves from the government. Meaning so like if the government got AKs, we should be able to have AKs. Um, but even if that was the truth, it's in a real life perspective. If a group of civilians was like, we going to go up against America They'll just all be dead. So, I mean, this is, it ain't really no point. It don't matter what y'all got. Y'all could get together and get you some tanks and some more shit, and they'll just kill you. It's the America spends more money on its military than the next 20-something nations combined. There's, like, no amount of personal stockades you could create that would make you a formidable opposition against the United States. So, that argument is just dumb to me. I'm just not really with it. All it can really do is help you chop down a bunch of civilians who don't also have AK-47s really, really fast before somebody could come do something about it. So I don't really see the reason why people should have it. If you need an AK-47 to hunt, you're not a good hunter. You should fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. With that being said, with that being said, it's kind of too late for that. That's the thing about America. America should have just thought about it before it decided it wanted to be a nation built on weapons. Because people don't really take too well to you taking shit from them. And as a black person, I can't really advocate for anything that's going to be taking anything from people or enacting much stricter punishments on people who possess or carry or anything like that. Because you know what y'all you know what y'all going to do with that. If if my black ass, let's say in a hypothetical world, I get me and all the other niggas, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, y'all, we got to get these guns off the street. Look at Chicago. Look at Chicago. We have got to get these guns off the streets, Negroes. Let's all band together with the whites, with the with the far left leaning whites. We're going to going to band together with them and we're going to enact these strict laws and requirements for firearms we're gonna get guns off the streets and we're gonna get those guys with guns off the streets how many billy bobs do you think are gonna go to jail versus how many tyrones do you think are gonna go to jail i'm just asking you for just out of curiosity's sake in a world where we all of a sudden change the game and we're like oh we about to start fucking niggas over the head for these guns do you think that if Bradley has his his rifle, he's going to be in trouble in the same way that a Duran may? You understand what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. So, in good faith, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And I want y'all to know, my progressive whites, I'm progressive as fuck. I am. I actually ride with y'all on a lot of this shit. But, but, I got to think about my niggas first. I got to think about my niggas first. And the thing about you progressive whites is that you don't really have a good hold on the other white shit. So if I help y'all do some shit that's meant to change the game, they might use it to play the same game that they've been playing. So I've always got to keep my eyes peeled for that. And that's just another, look, that's another layer that that we're peeling right here between how do we build coalitions? What are some of the things that are holding us back? You know, I seen this uh this episode of Charlemagne the God's Honest Truth. Uh, the God's Honest Truth is what it's called. 
Charlemagne the God is the host. I just I did that was some old nigga shit, you know where they start anyway. And it was with this big black nigga and this little scrawny ass white boy. He, that nigga was tearing that white boy apart. He was like, you crackers don't know what the fuck is going on. Y'all trying to take the guns and we need guns. You know what I'm saying? And the white dude is like, that's not true. He's like pushing his glasses up. Statistically speaking, you're actually more likely to die if you have a gun. And now here's the crazy thing, right? I know that the white boy is right. If y'all don't know that the white boy is right, he is right. Like when they be giving you the statistics about how gun ownership makes you more likely to die from a gun, that's pretty true. I mean, it's gotta now. Is it is it more correlation and cause? Sure, because I mean, if you in a place with a lot of gun violence, you're more likely to have a gun because you know about the gun violence. But when you just think about it practically, if a nigga was coming to do anything to murder you already, and he has a gun and you don't have a gun, really doesn't have a reason to shoot you. Crazy, huh? You didn't think about it like that, did you? If he didn't already, could just think about it. Just think about that. You know what I'm saying? I know that was deep. I was at the bottom of the ocean with you niggas. Just, just hold up. Hold up. Think about it. If a motherfucker with a gun approaches you and they wanted anything other than to murder you and you don't have a gun, what's the chance of them shooting you with it? Unless your dumb ass think that you, unless y'all been watching Urban Survival Training and then you might get pop, pop. Unless y'all been watching, uh, unless y'all been watching that, that that man who teaching you how to increase your survivability. Because I ain't gonna lie, I got hooked on the videos for a while. I'm, I still am, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm, I think he might be on to something. I don't think anybody could do it, I, but I mean, he be having plenty of niggas come in there like, oh, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and then he don't. But I mean, we don't get to see the fails except for that one time where that Asian nigga shot him up with the toy gun. Anyway, anyway, I digress. I digress. I'm just saying. If a nigga come to you with a pistol and you don't have a pistol, whatever he say do, you probably just go do it, right? You either going to do it or you going to run. And if his goal was to get you to do the thing, not to murder you, and you run and not trying to shoot him, he probably not going to shoot you. Like, that's a whole other thing. You understand what I'm saying? All I'm saying is it does make sense why you having a pistol increases your chance of getting murdered by one. It's not the dumbest concept in the world. But anyway, um... There's also the reality that within a lot of these communities, motherfuckers is holding guns because it's, it really is dangerous out there. Niggas is like, you know, motherfuckers is literally say, telling motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Be safe and stay dangerous. You know, be careful out there, but but be a threat. Don't be, don't be out there. Don't be lacking because you never know how this shit could turn out. So it's it's, it's crazy because even though I understand on a logical perspective that it does make sense, you know what I'm saying, not to have guns. I understand how, like, there's a whole lot of people who you're not ever going to be able to convince of that. So, it, it's just, it just creates an interesting space to me because I'm like, what do you really do about that? Because you have these different people who want things for different reasons, right? So, you have, so you have, okay, you have, like, the rural black community, like all like the niggas in the country, right? And guns are a part of their life because guns are tools at the end of the day. And when you come from communities that still hunt and still, you know, like you really are using your guns. So you, and, and also I think that this is something that gun enthusiasts really don't 
lean into enough. It's a hobby like anything else. And they like them, you know, you, you like learn something about, you know, about them and something that your grandpa had. And this. like, if you care about guns and you see guns, like you'd be like, Oh, this is a nice ass pistol. This is not, I used to have a nice ass pistol. And I used to lick cause it was dope. I was like, this is, this is, this is dope than a motherfucker. I used to always pull it. Anytime I pulled it out, motherfuckers be like, Oh, that's a nine. And then I'll show them the barrel. They'd be like, Oh, that's a 45. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. So it's like, it's 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 nice to it's it's one of those things where what people are advocating against for a lot of people is not all the same evil if you will i guess i don't even know if that's really a good way to put it but you've got people who like advocating for like stricter gun laws because they don't want these crazy ass white boys to keep shooting shit up right and that's cool and everything, but it's kind of like I said earlier, it's hard to get the black community behind that because we already know that's going to, that's going to, everything impacts us more. If it's a rule or a law, it's like, it's, it's like a speed limit sign for white people and like the rules of squid game for black people. Yeah, the speed limit 55, but if you're doing 60, 65, probably ain't shit gonna happen. That's how the laws work for white folks. Squid game, if that bitch say stop when I turn around, if you don't stop when I turn around, you dead. You have been eliminated, my nigga. And that's the way it works, so it's just tough. You see, so it's just tough. It's hard to, to really advocate as a, as a Negro for her any more rules. So I don't know. I just feel like that little disparity is, 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 is real. And it's, you know, because because the gun fanatics, the people who, who like fetishize guns. Now that's weird to me though. There's like levels to everything. There's the people who are just like, no to guns, which I'm not like, they're like no guns at all. Guns are a evil to society that should have never been created. Like those people exist. Then there's people who are pretty much like, you know, I don't really fuck with guns. I think that there's way too many guns. Maybe we shouldn't have assault rifles, but whatever. I don't even necessarily know that I lie there. I'm kind of in this next level where it's like completely apathetic about guns. I've owned guns before. I don't own a gun right now. I may own a gun in the future. It's not really a pressing issue to me one way or another. If I had a lot of disposable income, I would definitely own a gun. But a gun is not something I would buy with money that I could use for something else. Because I don't care about guns like that. I kind of like them. I understand the, I understand having a gun in your home. On some like, you know, home security type shit. Uh, But even that, I don't necessarily know how overwhelmingly necessary it is. I mean, just, I don't want to say depending on where you live. Cause I mean, shit can happen anywhere, but that's just kind of how, I guess my thing with that is really, I don't like to live my life sitting up here thinking about, well, what if somebody, what if somebody like, like I'm just trying to live my little life. I be leaving my car running when I go get gas, when I go pay for my gas still. I don't even be thinking about if somebody going to jump in that motherfucker, take it. Like if they jump in that motherfucker, take it, I guess we figure it out. Shit. Like, but I just don't like living my life always in fear and paranoia. Of what could, what could happen, you know? But those weird ass motherfuckers would be like, 
fetishizing guns and shit like that. Those are the those are the crazies. They don't need guns. They at the far end of the spectrum. You know. Oh yeah, I miss some people. Basically, yeah, there's the me's who don't really give a fuck about guns. There's the people who like guns. There's people who collect guns. You know, it's like a hobby for them. Maybe hunters and things like that. And then there's those motherfucking crazies. But I do think that we should all be on the same page that the crazies shouldn't have guns. And here's the crazy thing for me, too. I don't really understand the white people who are super, super against this. You hear them talking about, oh, well, these laws are going to keep us from getting guns. I just don't understand when white people say that something's going to keep them from doing something because do they not live in the same America as me? If you white, can you please reach out to me and tell me something that you can't do here? I mean, that anyone, because I'm just saying, if there's something in America that anyone can do, white people get to do it. Y'all get really upset culturally if there's anything anyone can do that y'all can't do. You will keep bringing it up. You'll keep trying to find justifications for why you should be able to do it, too, because y'all really, really feel like you should never be left out of anything in America. You start coming up with arguments like, but they say it to each other all the time. It's all in the music. You see what I'm saying? You see that quick, easy example? And I'm not saying, you know, y'all know how it is, white people. It's not all y'all. But y'all know the ones who just who just can't get it. Like, damn, bro, like, we can't do this? No. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing in America white people can't do. So I just don't understand as a white, especially a white man, and that's who it'd be. It'd be white men who are like, they're going to take our guns. And I'm just trying to think, like, when has America ever taken something from a white man? I just, if this is not, if they have been taking things from white men, I need to know. Because, honestly, that is some material that I would like to indulge in. I would like to see the 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 videos of the times where they found some white community and disenfranchised them all for no fucking reason. Just to see what could happen, you know, rounded them all up and let them all get syphilis and seeing what happened. Like all oh, their brains riding all like, Oh damn, that's crazy. Like, I don't think that happens to white people here. It's just a much different existence. You would like the rules. Basically what I'm saying is, I understand why black people are afraid of the law. I don't understand why white people are afraid of the law because it doesn't really affect them. It's meant to protect you. You know what I'm saying? Like in this very broken system that we have right now, when they say we need to get guns off the streets, they're talking about us. They talking about niggas. They talking about getting guns from the niggas. They don't want your guns. They don't want your guns. You could keep all your white guns. Whatever. I don't know. I do think, I just thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting little thing. I thought there was like a, 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 a weird little like groove that black people find themselves when it comes to the gun debate in America. And I don't feel like it's really talked about. I feel like you only hear major debates in America from the perspective of white people, really. And then when they talk about black people, and I, I really I am talking about very specifically the media when you watch media descriptions of anything in America, it is almost always told front facing from the perspective of white people and then spoken about in subtext about how like another minority group doesn't agree, but that may be it. Or like as a, as a like anecdote, 
you know, it'll be a whole conversation about how white people feel about guns in America. And then depending on what network you're watching, they'll find a small group of black people who agree with their position and be like, and this is what the blacks say, you know, and it's like, no, nah, bro, on a typical like, a topic like guns, I think it's crazy that it's not put out there more. Like we have a lot to say about stuff like that. We are more uniquely impacted by some of these things than the other communities are. I mean, like to be clear, it is black communities that are being devastated by gun violence. White communities, they just over here. It, it's just not happening like that. Niggas is not going and doing drive-bys in Brentwood. This, those are niggas. Those are black. Those are black people getting killed. Black people getting shot. So it's not like black people don't care. It's not like we awesome. Oh, we don't give a fuck. It don't impact us. But it's a weird impasse to be in when you don't trust the rules that are supposed to keep you safe to do that. You think like it's going to just cause your community to be victimized in a different way or like preyed upon in a different way. And that is something that I don't think white people really will ever understand what it feels like to have your community preyed upon as though it can be like taken for parts. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when they want to prove a point and they want to get tougher on something and or, or like, so like you take the war on drugs or whatever, right? It, they literally just use the black community as like this show of we're trying to get drugs off the street. You see what I'm saying? So they, they come in and they arrest people all in our communities for bullshit and knock their lives off course and make it difficult for them to like attain any kind of like stability or status or anything for their kids or families or whatever. And then just shake the spot and be like, Oh damn, our bad. You see? And it's like, that's not something that's ever happened to the white community where the something was taken that was supposed to be given to, was supposed to be to help you. And then it ended up like decimating your community from an outside way. And like, and when I talk about like being preyed upon, especially when it comes to like law enforcement and stuff, you have to think like the police and some of these communities, literally the community feels preyed upon by the police as though the police are there waiting for them to fuck up so that they can take somebody else out. It's not like a vibe of the police are here to ensure that everything goes well. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I think that it is extremely difficult and I do not have an answer on this one. I cannot lie. I don't have an answer on this one at all, y'all. I don't know where the middle ground is. I don't know what ends up happening long term. I don't know who's right, who's wrong. It's just, honestly, my true opinion on guns in America is that we just have too many and it's too late. Um, the, the intellectual in me would say the solution probably lies in putting people in better positions so that they're less likely to be in criminal environments to begin with. It's probably too late to actually address it at the, at the level of gun. <clears throat> you probably need to address it at the level of shooter. If that makes sense, it probably makes way more sense to try and get less shooters than less guns. And, you know, you know, that's, 
this shit they always say, you know, investing in communities and all this other stuff. And, that, and people say that shit like it's nothing, but I, I've said this before. I watched the town that I grew up in go from somewhere that had all these places for teenagers and middle school kids to go to somewhere where there's literally no space in the town that I'm in my hometown that I'm aware of for kids, maybe 14 to 18, 19 to be. Unless they change the rule, you can, I mean, the mall sucks now there, but we used to have a mall and it used to be decent. And we used to go walk around the mall. But by the time I was about 14, 15, they stopped letting us walk around the mall. They was like, you can't even walk around the mall. The community centers, they ain't put no money in the community centers since I was a kid. I'm 32. Them community centers still at the same courts. Same everything. They might got a new pool table in that motherfucker. Maybe a TV or something. It's like the community investment is non-existent. And the violence in my community has gone up a lot. And it's to me, it's not... Those two things are, they correlate. Not having shit to do make you more likely to be in some shit you ain't got no business being in. Not having no age-appropriate shit to do will make you be with some niggas who older than you. And niggas who older than you who willing to kick it with you usually not really on shit because why would you kick it with some young niggas if you was an older nigga who really about something? Anyway, man. I hope I wasn't, I hope, I hope me being, you know, I hope this 2.30 in the morning episode, you know, I hope it had a, enough continuity to be serviceable you know try to make sure that we could provide the content at the stated deadlines you know try and meet that consistency marker but um that's it for this part we're gonna take uh one more little break oh fuck it it ain't even gonna be a break we're gonna get right into it because i do have a segment for y'all this week for white people do this all right so for this segment of white people do this i have a delightful surprise feel like white people do this is always white people fucking up doing some fuck shit but not today today is not white people fucking up today we have a hero a georgian hero by the name of dale jackson dale jackson an advocate for the marijuana community dale jackson has a son who suffers from autism whose symptoms are lessened by a little bit of cannabis oil however due to the bullshit bureaucracy in georgia Dale is not able to access that cannabis oil. And Dale, in true white man fashion, showed he will not be stopped. Hear hear Dale's story. Though Georgia legalized medical cannabis seven years ago, nobody in Georgia has been able to get it legally. For folks like Dale Jackson, that is way beyond frustrating. This will not happen again. Dale Jackson's 14-year-old son has severe autism and cannabis oil eases some of the symptoms. But Jackson can't buy cannabis oil legally in Georgia. A few weeks ago, Jackson told a House committee he had to buy it from a drug dealer. And you know where I end up? I end up about a block and a half from here buying my son's medicine from a drug dealer. So that's what what seven years looks like to me. That's real, people, real. 
Real lives are affected with this. At the Capitol, Jackson showed me text messages he's exchanged with the drug dealer he says he meets in downtown Atlanta. Every other month I go and I track him down and I try to find out where he's at. And the last one was $750. Jackson says the legislature needs to fix it before adjournment in April so that he and other families can buy prescription cannabis oil legally in state. Or else, he says, I'm going to be on the steps out there selling oil to 100 families lined up, and we'll all go to jail. I do not, I'm not joking one bit about that. Jackson was referring to the steps of the Capitol. He is hopeful lawmakers will iron something out, but doubts that they'll do it much before the legislature's final day on April 4th. Y'all, I don't know if y'all hear things and they're immediately as funny to you as they are to me. But when I heard this, all I could think was, oh, the caucasity of my nigga Dale. It's just hilarious to me how I'm telling y'all. White people, they some of it, you be like, y'all motherfuckers think that you're supposed to get anything. But then some of it, you be like, I mean, hell, this is how you get what you want. You got to be willing to go up there and advocate for yourself. And boy, my nigga Dale went up there and he let it all on the line. First of all, only a white man can stand at the Capitol and in a, an impassioned plea as to why they need to let drugs be legal. Talk about how he illegally purchases drugs. A few things in Dale's Dale's little speech that that caught my ear number one the fact that my nigga made a point to say i have to go a few blocks a block and a half from here now see a lot of y'all don't understand what dale was trying to say because you're not really thinking see dale is at the capitol now think about wherever you live if you've ever been to your state's capital ain't the state capital always in the hood the capital is always in the hood. So my nigga Dale is letting him know I'm in the ghetto in the trenches because y'all are making it hot for me to get my child's medicine. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm in here with the Pookies and the Tyrones. He said this affects real lives. Y'all know what real lives are, y'all? Real lives are white. He's saying, y'all, this is affecting the gang. He's in a passion plea in front of lawmakers saying these are some Negroes trying to get high. These are good white folks trying to get access to their medications. So I thought that was fucking funny and I thought it was white as fuck that he thought that first of all that he that he believes that anything is going to happen because he's doing this is white. That something might happen because he's doing all this is white. It's all white. It's all white, white, white. But then. If you're not a smoker, your ears may not have perked up at this, but my nigga Dale say he's spending $750 every other month. Uh y'all. I don't know how much I don't know how much cannabis oil that baby needs. Dale is getting high. Dale is getting high. Either that or they taxing the fuck out of Dale. Dale is going block and a half from the from the Capitol talking about, can I get three weeds, please? And they like, certainly, certainly, Mr. White Man, that'll be all of your money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the deal with Dale. If he pays 750 every other month, like, oh, you got a little habit on you. Now I see where this passion comes from, Dale. You over there like, this is how I deal with this little nigga. The cannabis oil helps his symptoms because 
he be chilling when I'm not yelling and I'm not yelling whenever I be chilling. So, <laughs> but this was the thing that really got me when they came back for the follow-up interview. And he said, if they need to do something about this or else, that is the white, that is the whitest of phrases or else, or else, buddy. My nigga said, or else I will be on the steps myself serving these packs. The fuck? The last time I wanted, I want to, I wish I could be a fly in the room the last time Dale went and got on. He went and got his little 750, dropped the bag off. He said, hey, bro, you don't think you could put me on? <laughs> nah, bro, I mean, feel me out. There's lots of parents out here who need what I need. I've been in the chat rooms and the forums. I really think I got the clientele. I really just need a plug. Come on and plug me in. You know what I mean? That's how Dale was trying to get in the game, y'all. Y'all not feeling me. Y'all not feeling me, boy. That nigga said, boy, you got to be a white man to say, if y'all don't legalize weed, then I'm then what you're going to do is create an underground market for me to get on. And I'm getting on. And not only am I serving, I'm serving on your block, nigga. This my block, nigga. Nigga, gang, gang, nigga. Let these niggas know about my nigga Dale. <laughs> and bruh, so Dale gets the honors of white people do this. A white person who's doing something for the community. Salute to my nigga Dale. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, this is all I got for this episode of the Fuck This Shit podcast. But I hope y'all love this shit like I love doing it for y'all. I really, really love this shit, man. Um. It's 2.56 in the morning. It's 3 o'clock in the morning right now. I ain't even tripping. I'm feeling good. I'm glad I did this shit. I'm glad I'm, I'm here with y'all. Y'all, boy, be having a nigga mind right. I love y'all. Thank you. Man, that's no cap. I ain't even going to cut this. I ain't even going to cut that off, bro. I, w- I would normally, when I ramble off like that, I cut it out. But that was authentic, man. I fuck with y'all niggas. If you listening all the way this end to the end, I super fuck with y'all. So you know what it is, man. Leave a review if you ain't already left a review. Tap in with the social medias if you not already. Hit me in the DMs or something like that. Tell me what you want to hear about. Something that you loved about the show. You know what I'm saying? Wish me a happy birthday. March 27th. Sunday is my birthday, man. Y'all wish your boy a happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? Hit the subscribe link for the 4 dollars for your nigga birthdays. You know what I'm saying? Buy a nigga a little drink or something. Uh, y'all, motherfucker, y'all vibe to my boy Takis on the outro. I'll see y'all in a few days. Love y'all as always. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. My gift to gab on us. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions.
and billions 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 and bill